Boom. Hello and welcome to the Protector Nation podcast, a podcast that is dedicated to making the world a better place, making the world a safer place by making good people dangerous. In this podcast, we're going to study and understand what it takes to protect, to protect your family, to protect your loved ones, because we all know that you have a few basic needs, food, water, and shelter, but you also have the need to protect those things. In a world and society where evil runs rampant and is sometimes left unchecked, learning how to protect yourselves and your loved ones is becoming more and more important. And so we strive to raise the level of accountability to those who would do evil on this planet by making sure that the sheep, that the flock, is more well-versed in protecting themselves and their loved ones. If that sounds interesting to you, then sit back and enjoy the show. Out. Boom, what up, world? I'm on the move. Uh, for this episode of the Protector Podcast, I interviewed uh, someone who's come to be a really close friend, Sean Parvey Alexander, and um, I met him on the Action Junkies podcast, where we had an amazing episode. That's John Orlando's podcast. If you haven't listened to that podcast, go check it out. Sean also has an amazing podcast as well. Um, we will put the links in the description, but the point is these are amazing men. And out of that podcast episode we did, really came some amazing relationships and uh, really came an amazing network of awesome, just um, top shelf, savage, high-end men that are making a difference, making investments in the world, in other men, in people, and, and are doing some really positive things. I really, really know that everyone listening, including myself, has quite a bit we can get from Sean uh, because of his mindset. And he is a coach. He works with people. He works. He helps people through recovery. It's a very difficult sector to coach in. He also helps men achieve, you know, their, you know, become more than they are, you know, be, develop a mindset that really helps them transcend themselves. I know all about this because I've done this, right? I, I know all about this because I value this. I spend a lot of time trying to help people understand, you know, the whole kind of mindset and coaching game has gotten a bad rap because there's been a lot of charlatanism uh, involved in that, in that industry. Um, and he helps people transcend their physical boundaries. And if you look at him, he's jacked and tan. And he's an elite-shaped, elite-formed human being. But that that physical body isn't just all about the physical. It's the outpicturing of a mindset, uh, a, a spiritual health, internal health. Like, you know, that isn't just about the meat cakes. You know what I'm saying? So, I say all that stuff to say, uh, Sean is an exemplary human. Um, when I was across the table from him at the Action Junkie podcast, we definitely had a few moments where it was like real recognized, real type stuff. And we were both like, wait, everyone says I'm crazy for that. You crazy too? Like, you that crazy? Like, you crazier than me? You know? So, like, we definitely had these moments where, you know, we both had out of body experiences. We both got to kind of experience beyond and, and come back, you know, with these Phoenix moments where you know now we're stronger faster smarter more determined to live life and things like that man so there's so much you know and i know everyone's looking for cheat codes everyone's looking for ways they can improve their lives um and, and shortcuts and formulas because that's what smart people do right but what i want you to realize is that with sean man and his instruction on mindset a lot of that stuff is in there and it really, really kills me that a lot of really good people don't focus on those things enough. So 
you know, wanted to take a moment and, and part of being a protector is these things. Um, so with all due respect, honor and excitement, I want to welcome Sean onto the show and I want you guys to sit back, relax and soak up some of the awesome stuff we have for you in here. Enjoy. I haven't stopped thinking about our last podcast that we all did and the way yeah. John keeps dropping shit just keeps taking me back to that day. Yeah, and man. Like, man, that was like one hell of a fucking episode. Like in my, in my thoughts, I'm just like, that's a fucking badass dude. And we're sitting at like a fucking Knights of the Round Table type of deal. It was dope. And, uh, literally just talking life concepts, perspectives. Um, you know, I talked to you about it. Like your 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 whole mission in life is is how to uh, a, a safer way of life. Mine is improving improving the quality of your life. Uh, yeah, yeah, bro. We just vibed really well all together in that room. Just uh, uh, probably one of the most quality and impactful conversations i've had and for it to be able to go live was uh, just, just a great opportunity in general yeah, uh, so i i am very grateful that the four of us got a chance to do that i haven't prayed for the four of us um yeah. that following that following day in church not to get all religious but just yeah. um for god to protect us and help us serve what we do best yeah uh, just because like i said like i i probably i watched that episode twice and i've watched oh. little pieces of it back and forth since then and yeah. um just you know reminiscing on it because it was really good yeah man no I, I couldn't agree more and it was like i mean it was it was like a little portal in time when you're like you look around the table and you're like holy cow like i'm in this is this i'm in amazing company and we can have a conversation up here yeah. about these things and you can't usually like really usually like i said there's like one of us in a room you know what i mean right but the, the energy in there, the vibe, man, you know? Yeah, man. And, the, and, and you said there's usually like one of us. And if you try to yeah. have a conversation with other people, they can only hold it for about five minutes. Right. And then the rest of it either goes over their head or they're yeah. like, man, the fuck is wrong with you kind of deal. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with me, man? Like, what's wrong with what's you? Wrong with like, you? I don't even think about this shit all day long. Yeah, man. No, that's true. And it's, it's like a bunch of a bunch of lions in a room, you know, like a bunch yeah. of elves, like a bunch of like different animals that usually you're by yourself and you're like, wow, well, we can talk about like lion stuff, <laughs> you know, yeah. like alpha males, you know? How do we, how do we go fucking hunt every day? Yeah, exactly, man. It was really, yeah, man, that was priceless. I would love to recreate that or see if we can just have those quality conversations on a more frequent basis. Well, so, I think we definitely will be able to, because since you're coming back out here in December, yeah. yep. um, if you remember how John ended that last episode is, this is not the first time we're meeting. Yeah. Um, so I am very well prepared for us to have a part two when you get back in town. And now that we know each other even a little bit more, we'll be able to go like full blast. Yeah, um, man. Maybe even like raise the bar and raise the frequency and the vibration uh, of, that, of that conversation and kind of like just talk about what kind of feedback. I really wanted us to be able to talk about what kind of feedback we've gotten Um from that episode because john's gotten a lot i've gotten a lot i'm sure yeah. you've gotten a good share too yeah, man. Um, just where people are like i have people like i've never lived my life on a day-to-day -day basis thinking the way you guys think yes and i was like that's where you get to a, a what you call high level operation high level right. performance is by having to think about those things by operating on in life on your toes on edge 24 7 that's what puts you ahead of everybody else that's what raises your level of awareness not just of yourself but everything that's happening around you at all times 
Yeah, man. No, 100%. And you know where, for me, where I started to really like start being like, like, yeah, like when I start, when I really like noticed that I was like, oh my gosh, this guy's like another like unicorn or some something was <laughs> talking about sleep, bro. When you started talking about sleep, I was like, yo, you crazy as me. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, he might even be crazier than me. I was like, yo, this is awesome, man. Cause that sleep is an edge that gives you such an edge, man. Yeah, um, man. I watched, I watched my dad just, I mean, again, like I said before, he wasn't, he wasn't a great father, but yeah. that guy was a, a, that was a lion's lion. Yeah. Um, my dad was a beast of a human being and he still is. Um, but during his prime of his work years, that guy, that guy showed what it's like to live a life of a King by just going at it and uh, not giving a fuck about what anybody says, what anybody feels, what family has to say about him. I'm just going to do what I have to do until I, until I own my life. And oh, he that's so good. Life. You know, and, and I, and I take that, I, I take that attribute from him because I'm like, man, like my dad's 82, 83 years. He's about to turn 83 this, this year, Christmas Eve. Yeah. And I can hundred percent like sit there and say about my dad, like this guy doesn't take any orders from anybody anymore. He lives his life on his terms and, um, and just doesn't give a shit what anybody thinks, you know, <laughs> which is so beautiful. It's so powerful. It's so authentic. Yeah, in some ways. I mean, it's, it's the state we want to get to and then whatever's in us comes out. But like, how how long did it take him to achieve that? I don't know. Um, my dad's always been a hard worker. Like even my yeah. mom used to tell me, like, your father's always been like this. He's just yes. never he just doesn't know what the meaning of slowing down. Um, this was back in the day, obviously. Uh -huh. um, she's like, there is no slowing him down. He just goes. He comes as he wants. But he just he just doesn't know what that means. I mean, again, he wasn't the best father or the best husband mm -hmm. um but just as a, as a man um that. And, and and building the life that he wanted mm -hmm. uh, he i mean from what i i mean he, that guy he's got he's got multiple master's degrees yeah uh traveled different countries um in europe um mm -hmm. he was a professor uh you know this guy he just he he lived a different unique life and not one that a lot of people could live and i don't mean just by living a hard life but i mean just being able to being so multifaceted and talented by yeah. teaching and educating other uh, universities back in his day as a as a multi master degree professor. Wow. Um, so that's something that's like I just like very sincerely respected him as an individual, um, you know, and that's just the credit that nobody in the family has ever given him. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why, like, uh, I don't think I shared this with you before, but I shared this in another mm -hmm. podcast. We had a, had a conversation about. Um, I did it with, with another person and we were talking about our fathers growing up and she had a similar upbringing. Yeah. But the one thing is like, I still always protected my father when people talk shit about him behind his back, no matter what kind of a shitty daddy was, yeah. I don't let anybody badmouth him. And there was a moment yeah. where, um, we were at my uncle's house from my mom's side and my dad never let me get into sports, uh, okay. because he watched my other relatives get hurt, like in football and all that stuff. So he never really let okay. me get into it. He's like, no, you're going to get hurt, blow out your knees, yada, yada, yada. And so we're at, we're at lunch with my, with my cousins and my uncle and my mom, sorry, my uncle asked me, Sean, why don't you go play football the last couple of years or your last year? And I was like, I was like, oh, I, I can't. And he's like, why? And I was like, dad won't let me. He's like, what the fuck? Why not? He's like, well, he saw. He saw your, your son get injured, blood his knees and all this stuff. 
and he starts and he goes off and he starts mouthing off my dad. And I looked at him and I was like, if you fucking talk about my father that way, you're going off that fucking balcony and I don't give a fuck who you are. Like yeah, that was yeah. my conversation. My mom, looked at me. my mom looks at me. She's like, you can't talk to him that way. And I'm like, how are you going to defend him and not defend me? And I'm like, yeah, right. you're let this man talk shit about my father yeah. to my face. And you expect me to not do anything about it, regardless of what we've had to go through. That's my dad. I get to talk shit about him. Not him, <laughs> not, not him. you. I do. And I'm like, if someone else does, that's not okay. I'm like, you better say something or I will keep saying something. Yeah. And then she's like, you know what? He's right. You can't talk about his dad that way in front of him. It's right. Just right. Not okay. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was, it, it was interesting. It was like this weird hate, love and hate relationship because I respected yeah. him as a man, not as a dad, but I still never let anybody like, you know, talk bad about him. That's cool, man. No, I dig it. It's it, and I was very interested. And we're gonna get y'all. We're gonna get to the intro in a minute. We already in the podcast, y'all. Yeah, right. <laughs> but right, this the flow, man. It's just when it's flowing, it's flowing. The um, my my father was a lot like that, man. He was the same. You know, not a perfect man. You know, married seven times. Somehow he got all seven of his wives in. I mean, five of his wives in a picture at some point. I, I don't know. Wow. <laughs> Dark, yeah, bro. I know. I was like, damn. Like, oh. I gotta get the cheat codes on that at some point. But anyways. So this don't dude, tell your wife that. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> you know I mean, like, how did you do it? Yeah, no, no, not that part, but the how, you know. Anyway, not the how. Anyways, um, so, uh, but yeah, man, he, you know, he has this colorful past, like Tony Montana in the Bahamas, entrepreneur, hard man. You know, like, like I said, shot at point blank range with a shotgun, survived, got burns, got burnt. Uh, eighty percent of his body got burnt. Uh, to a crisp, oh. he's all healed up now. You could never really even tell. Um, you know, his belly button six inches to the side because he took that that um, bird shot right here in the back. Well, actually, in his back, right kidney. So his belly button's over here now. Lost okay. like 40% of his intestines, man. Held his stomach shut, but just a hard man, you know. Yeah. And he used to kick, take me to the you know, the dojo and kick me around in the Bahamas when I come visit and tell me I'm getting Beat fat. Up a little bit. Yeah, man, make me work out all summer long and stuff. But um, I, I, I heard... You know, uh, uh, Ron Carpenter is actually a preacher I like to listen to. He's freaking awesome. Um, but if you guys are listening, looking for someone to listen to, but he uh, talks about how your father helped gives you identity. You know, and I remember yeah, being absolutely. Like, remember being like, hmm, that's interesting. You know, and that's what hence the last name and all this other stuff. But uh, man, when I see and he was deemed one of the most successful entrepreneurs in the Bahamas when I was growing up, he's in magazines and stuff. And then when I watch him. I am like so organically emulating a lot of his em energy, his pace. When he preaches to me, you know, I look over at my wife and she's just like looking at me like, you know, this like this is what I say to her. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's like, it's Replica. crazy, man. There's a yeah, real. Yeah, you a little bit, but that's the thing. Like when people say like it's your identity, you know, for the most part, they say you pretty much replicate what your parents, how your parents raised you. Um, but then those of us that were very aware at a young age that's the operative word aware uh, yeah and and and, and very intuitive right. i knew right out the gate from a young from a young age that um i knew what was wrong i knew what was right i knew what right. was good parenting and what was bad parenting yep. um, i also knew what good role modeling was and what bad role modeling was so right out the gate as i was like four or five years old i was able to identify these things mm -hmm. as I'm growing up and i'm and i knew that like okay I'm going to make sure I never do this shit that mom and dad are doing to me yeah. and to everybody else. But these things I'm definitely going to emulate dad's work ethic, 
Yep. Mom's nurturing. Mm -hmm. uh, dad's badassness as a man. Yeah. Um, takes shit from no one. Right. Um, you know, mom's. I can't really. We just love mom. We love mom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we just mom's mom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like my mom had her moms. Like there were times where like she just wasn't the greatest mom, but then there were times where she was a very good, prideful mom. So it's kind of like right. a mix of both. Um, right, right. I think, I think part of it, and not to like even justify any of it, but I think part of it was like because my dad was just such a monster right. that sometimes it created confusion for her. Mm -hmm. um, and do I defend? Do I defend my husband or do I defend my children? Yeah, um, there was a lot of times of that because my 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 sister, who I no longer have a relationship with, she for her entire life blamed my mom for not divorcing my dad sooner because mm. she never defended us and she defended him, you know. And, and I think my mom was just caught up caught up in and you know they're they're Middle Eastern, so very old school traditional. She just yeah. was caught up and I think she just didn't know when to be mom, when to be wife, who did who gets defended when and where. Yeah, and it, it's. A woman, I don't know. I, I, I mean, I can. I just think that a female, a strong man is like a strong current man. It's like, it's easy to lose yourself in that world, you know. Especially yeah. when he's providing and he's, he's just, he's a force. The world, a strong man bends the world. Like you look at me and you, like we've created realities for ourselves. Like a man's supposed to go walk away from the tribe, put a stake in the ground, and be like, "This is my flag." This is my tribe. You know what I mean? And so it's like, it's like a force, man. It's like a whirlpool. When yeah, you, mind. You, plant, you plant your flag and the right people will be magnetic towards it. And then there'll be, and then the wrong people with intention will be deflected from it. Yeah. Uh, and I, and I walk with that intention of knowing that like, if you don't vibe with my values and the yep. shit that I believe in and the yep. things that I preach, you're not even allowed to come within my association or yeah. within my radius unless you want that kind of change that will help you. But right. if you don't, we got no business having any kind of relation whatsoever. Uh, I just don't allow, and, and, and it might work for them. That's fine. Right. But I will not allow that kind of energy to enter my space or enter the space of the people that protect. 100%. And that's masculine. That's standards. I always talk about females are all about comfort, nurturing, right? And, and fostering life, but men are about standards and even exclusion. They were yeah. the guys that are like, no, that's not okay. That won't happen here. That won't stand here. And they've and, and I think really, I mean, not to get too crazy, we still got to do the intro here in a minute, but you know, I think the problem we're really having in the world is, is an epidemic of weak men. I think that's really why all this stuff, a lot of stuff is, is being allowed to thrive. It's not just that, but you know what? I think, I think the, the, and you're 100% correct, but I think the whole reason and purpose why there is this, this, uh, it's like no uh, gatekeepers, like there's like this, uh, what's that word I'm looking for? The tsunami of weak men. Yeah. I think it's happening because people have lost their way of life, their values, Value. the true meaning of loyalty and friendship. And I think that's why there's so much more weak men now than ever is yeah. because like, you know, um, Back then, if you fucking broke the code of loyalty, like you're getting your head fucking cut off. Yeah, like, man. Like, you're something's you're getting done to you, like, no one's gonna yeah. know about it. And yeah. you're like, one of the things, um, you know, and there was a verse that they went over in church again, not to get too spiritual, but I kind of turned into that here, man. Because I've always been that been been a certain way, yeah, and man. I've always been the type where, like, if you're in fucking deep waters, I'm mm -hmm. never gonna let you drown. Right. You're on fucking fire. I'm never going to let you burn. burn. If you're right. in fucking darkness, I will never let you be alone. And that is right. 100% of what I preach. Those are my values. 
That's right. how I protect my people. I'll right. never let anybody go alone feeling like they're about to fucking burn and their world is about to crash and right. they got to do it by themselves. I will help them rebuild whatever's falling apart because that is just who I am. And that is what I want for my people. And that is what I want in return. If I'm ever in that place, because yeah, yeah. I've been there yep. and no one's been there for me. And so I know you, I know you'll believe this. This is big. I learned this shit that people didn't do for me that I would never want to leave someone hanging like that. When I needed people the most, yeah, I yeah. learned I don't need anybody, but right. I never want someone to ever experience that. So if, as long as some people are in my circle, I will never let them experience what I experienced alone, dark, and having to fight my way out by myself without a single person to reach down, yeah. grab my hand and say, I got you, man. Let's yeah. go together. Interesting. And I'll never let somebody go through that alone. Wow. That's, that's strong, man. I dig it. I dig it. There's definitely, that's interesting. Do you feel like two questions? One. So for with your father, do you ever feel like the darker aspects of him haunt you that, um, that's no, the darker aspects of him. I wear as body armor. Okay. Okay. Break it down. Um, I, uh, those, those darker, cause those, the, the dark side of my dad became yeah. my dark side. Yeah. And um, as I learned how to fight my way through that darkness and I learned how to channel that energy by conquering it, I don't just want to, and this is what I teach people too, is, is I don't want people to just work through shit, conquer it. And then it's never like, I want them to wear it. It is your fucking suit of armor. It's what makes you, it's what makes you emotionally invincible. Right. It's where nobody can ever penetrate you again. You right. become untouchable. Like 100%. that is why your, your darkness and the shit you've been through yeah. needs to be alive, yeah. loud, yeah. tell yeah. your fucking story and let everybody know, like, I am prideful of what I've been through yep. and share it to the fucking world. Cause someone else needs to hear that story so they can feel the same. Hell yeah. There are arrows in your hands, man. Those are bullets. Those are what, what doesn't kill me makes me stronger. Like, yeah, no wants to be a knight in shining armor, man. Cause it means your metal hasn't been tested and that that integration i always talk about integrating your dark side and your light side and learning how to tame that beast and know when to let him out know when to use him when you got to fight a dragon you know that's when that beast is there or when it's just everything's going crazy you know your struggle credentials by the grace of god those are the things that get you through you know and it's yeah. you you just can't be that guy who's like and you can't be ashamed of it because it's part of you you know and like for me even with my like my flesh, my more like um, my lower uh, nature, you know, like I have to, I face that I work, I hit the gym, work it out. Yeah. I mean, like, just, this just, I feel like this is really an organic part of masculine experience is being like, look, like this is who I am. This is my imperfection. This is my dark side, but this is a beast that I can let go if I need to crush something. And that time's going to come <laughs> and it helps me face things valiantly. The yeah. integration. People run from it, but I think running from it is, is a weak way to deal with it because then it can haunt you. Not just, not just weak, but the thing is like, you'll, you can, that means if you run away from it, that means I can break you whenever I want. At yeah. any given time, I can step into your world and I will fuck you up on my will, <laughs> on your terms, on yeah. your terms, I will yeah. come fuck you up on your field. Yeah. If you run away from your problem, you run, if you run from anything, <laughs> you know, right. and you don't, and that's the last thing. And that's why I, that's what that's exact. That's what you just said is exactly why I try to teach people to wear that shit yeah. as armor and be proudful of what they've been for, because yeah. there is, there is pride. Like you're here, you survived, you went through it. Like why the fuck would right. you not want to share it with the world and let them know, like I fought my demons. I fought yeah. my battles. I did it alone. 
I maybe had some help, but I'm still here today. I'm alive and I'm still trucking. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, man. I love it. Yo, what? All right. So real quick, so everybody knows who I'm talking to. Sean, you know, let them know what you're up to, what you do, and then we'll get into your story a little bit more. So I do, uh, I mean, so quick, the short version of my background when I was yeah. younger, went through child abuse. My father used to beat the shit out of me, like whenever he felt like it as a child. Right. Uh, super, super uh, depression. Uh, that depression and the abuse led to drug addiction, drug addiction at the age of 12 till about 20 and a half, just before my 21st birthday, attempted suicide and a few times for that matter. And then uh, on my 21st birthday, made a decision that, hey, if I, if I don't give myself a chance, no one will. Uh, and that's when I kind of learned the concept of like, no one's going to save me. So I might as well give my chance, give myself a chance to survive. And um, I, I, and you know, when they always say, and I shared this with you, when they say, never make a deal with the devil, I made that deal with the devil. And I basically told myself and I took an oath and said, if I fucking relapse, I'll stick the gun in my mouth and I'll pull the trigger. Um, without hesitation and that kept me from ever relapsing again so i've been clean for 16 years i do wow. recovery coaching i do business and mindset coaching and i do fitness wow. coaching as well teaching people how to live a higher quality of life but also how to get and raise the bar to a higher peak performance with life with business with family just operating at that higher level of standard and forming what you stand for in your values today yeah. um, and amongst that couple other things going on and uh you know recently without going into detail i can't yet um i've become president of a publicly traded company that will be i will be uh i'll be able to vocalize that a little bit more soon and uh yeah a lot of a lot of big moves and basically i'm based out of las vegas and dallas texas i go back and forth a lot and um you know you got my website you can you can find it at www.riseagain.co again that's and, a good title man that's a good that's a good title man i love yeah, that thank you and uh you know that's that's the super short version history of my life and what i'm doing today man that's awesome i love that no and and just some background for you guys too uh sean and i met on uh action junkies podcast with uh uh john orlando orlando yeah yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah john orlando and we crushed it man we had an amazing conversation about all these things we've been kind of touching on this is almost like a continuation of the conversation right here you can't say that yeah you know and it was uh it was awesome so you guys go check out that podcast uh and find that episode it, it was amazing we're gonna do it again too man so heck yeah you were saying some things i think one of the main things that that uh really caught my attention was when you were talking about the way you approach sleep because i haven't met anyone else who rolls like me i go to bed at 11 i wake up at four it hurts every freaking time but it hurts so good after i got the train running you know what i'm saying uh like why do you do that what's your mindset around that why should someone listening like kind of adopt that thought so like so i i i go to bed at 10 and i wake up at two so four hours of sleep now i don't tell people to do that because that that takes a that takes a different type of crazy human yeah to run different type of human you said you said this last time and i like the way you said it is is not being mortal yes Uh, that's what i was just i was talking (laughs) to you like yeah most mortals just can't you know they can't do it you know yeah and i actually when you said that that day i i've had a couple friends in my circle that that call me immortal because of the way i operate yeah Um, and again not to toot my horn on that but you know for me um you know, you have 24 hours in a day, 
And yeah. most people somehow want to justify sleeping eight hours a day. So you're going to allow, so you're going to fucking sleep away a third of your day, two thirds of your day. Like that to me just sounds and feels so unproductive. Right. And coming from a life of abuse and drugs and all the shit that I did and being a scumbag yeah. drug dealer at the same time, like I realized like, man, I don't, I, I will never take my time in life for granted again. And um, I have catching up to do because of how much of my life I lost, you right. know? So um sleeping on that kind of a schedule. I operate on 20 hours throughout the day and I basically get to create three days inside of a day. So by the time most people get one day done, I've done three days, multiply that by seven, that's 21 days in a week. Get multiply, on. That, multiply that in a year I've done in one year, I've done two years worth of work in two years. I've done four years worth. it compounds, <laughs> you know? So in the, I've been running this schedule for the last two and a half, three years now. And that's catapulted my life six years into the future by doing so. Um, and that's why certain things have taken place for me in this short window um, because I've just gone. And again, I have this hashtag that I would say all gas, no brakes, because I literally yes. want to live like that. Yes. Um, I hit the brakes when I can enjoy my time and I have full control and I own my life, as I said about right. my dad. Yeah. Um, you know, and for me, like waking up that early, I don't wake up that early to go work out. I don't wake up that early for any reason other than for personal development. I wake mm. up that early for my own personal growth, to reflect, to evolve, to get better. I want to do it when the energy in the air is clear. There's something about Me. those early morning hours, bro. They're like um, magical when it's quiet. Well, it's weightless. It's, you know, at, at, at once 10, 11, 12 o'clock starts rolling around. And the phone starts ringing. West side, one o'clock east side. The yep. energy in the air is heavy. Yeah, that's so, so much weight. When you get up that early, when you're getting up at 2 a.m., yeah, East Coast is still 5 a.m. There's only yeah. so many people waking up at 5 a.m. on the East Coast. So that means I'm pretty much one of the handful of people that's awake across the nation wow. at that time, unless you're on a graveyard shift. Right, so that's right, a different right. story. But that means there's there's little to no weight in the air. And, I, and everyone else is asleep. I don't get interrupted. I don't get bothered. No phone calls, no text messages. I get to respond to things that I got to take care of, but I get to take care of me and I get to work on my mind. Um, part of that routine is getting in the gym by 4 a.m. Yeah. Uh, and continue to work on me. So when I go to the gym, it's more of a war zone, not for, oh, let me just go work out and get in shape. Um, you know, and yes. that by, by, by stacking my day. So by the time Six or so I go to gym at four, leave around 536. Yeah. By the time my day gets started, when I when I start buzzing everyone and everyone starts buzzing me around 637 o'clock, yep. I've stacked my day with wins the whole fucking yep. morning. So by the time you wake up, there's nothing you can say or do to me or that life can come at me and push me down because I now have a streak. Of yeah. multiple wins. Well, the train's, bad, the train's already running, man. Yeah. So, like, what are you going to do? I'm going to plow through anything that comes yep. my way. Yep. I might have to hit the brakes for a second, yeah. but I'm going to run right through it anyways. Yeah. And that way, now I have the, the minute my day starts, I have momentum on my side. Right. So, the only way that momentum stops is if I slow it down. Right. Deliberately, probably to constructively rest for a second, so I can hit it harder a, a few seconds later. Like I, I rest very even rest is a deliberate act for me. But you said so many good things, and I'm so glad you're dropping this because my my tribe's been hearing me, seeing me up at like 4 a.m. being like, "Hey, by the time you see this, I'm already taking over <laughs> half the mother freaking world." You know, like I right. know, this dude is crazy. I'm like, y'all need to get some of this, man. This is the good stuff in life. 
there's something about those hours when no one's up. It's your time. The, you're, you said it best, man. The air, it's light. It's clear. It's you time. It's time to go deep inside. And then the workout, like, and I always be telling them, I'm like, this workout isn't about my physical body. My physical, it, it's part of it. That's a this, very well, important piece well, of technology. And not to interrupt you, but the, the, the yeah. physical results is just a byproduct. Exactly. That's what people need to understand. Like me right. working out at four in the fucking morning is not because... I, I'm dying to get in shape. Yeah, is me right? my nutrition and my training regime um, have is is purposeful driven, right? But it's a byproduct of mm -hmm. the reason I'm actually going into the gym. It's not the reason I'm going to the gym, right? It's a it's a it's a beautiful beautiful byproduct, and and for me, it's kind of like. I'm in the gym doing a meditate, almost like a meditation. Like yeah. I'm working out. I'm listening either to personally. I listen to word music with no words. So like, yeah, I like that too, dude. I just I don't, want, to, I don't like, want words. Gets my brain just going, yeah. And I'm inside like constructing new realities, creating stuff in my head, solving problems, and I'm teaching myself that I can. You know, I'm lifting this weight and I'm getting all the psychological stuff firing. That yeah, boom, I'm underneath this weight. I'm I'm teaching myself that I can. I'm putting confidence. Yeah, it's called it's called habitual construction. Yeah. Yeah, man. Habitual construction. That's awesome term. And, or I will listen to, I have a playlist of like every motivational speaker from Zig Ziglar to Tony Robbins to just all of them that I've constructed over like seven years. They're like 600 and some of them on there. And it's like a motivational, it just runs. It's on my YouTube channel. And yeah. I just let that run. And it's just like, I mean, Goggins is in there. Like all of them are in there just talking to me and I'm thinking these higher quality thoughts from people that have that good energy that, that are motivating. And it's just telling me strong thoughts while I'm lifting weights. And by the time I leave there, I am mentally, emotionally, and spiritually freaking indestructible and attuned. Yeah. Man. I am like on a whole nother level. And everyone's just getting out of bed talking about how tired they are and they're like struggling. And I'm like, mortals, mortals. <laughs> yeah, know? man. Look, that's why, that's why, you know, that's why Goggins has that phrase, I'm taking souls. Because yeah, man. this motherfucker is sleeping. <laughs> yeah. I'm up and running. The streets are empty. It's yep. me alone. And while yep. these guys are sleeping, I'm taking their souls every house that I drive by. I love it, man. That's and that's it. I love it. What would you say about you were talking about peak performance, man? This is huge. And I, I mean, I've heard people kind of throw it around, but I, I find it's rare that I find somebody that's really, really in that space and has that right mindset. And it's not a gimmick, man. What would you say about peak performance? And and, and what that means to you or how you would articulate that to someone, how they can achieve it. There's, there's so many ways, but again, as I said, as I just said it to you, I mean, yeah. the first, the first thing is, is in this case, it's habitual reconstruction. Yeah. So you need to, your day, you have to have certain critical tasks that are non-negotiable, mm -hmm. no matter what the fuck life brings at you. You have to have certain things that have to get done at any cost between wake up time and sleep time. Um, a certain wake up routine, a certain sleep time routine, certain yeah. things you have to do in the middle of the day. Um, these things help you, your mind operate at a high level, at a high performance level, so that yeah. no matter what kind of things could take could take place in life, whether it's business, whether it's family, right. um, while, whether it's finances, nothing slows you down at that point. And again, because if, if you can truly commit to having non-negotiables, and critical tasks yeah there you get to that point of of all gas no brakes mm -hmm. and you start to understand that like if i slow down 
what are the consequences? If I, don't, if I don't accomplish what I'm supposed to get done today, what are the consequences? If right. I don't become the person I'm supposed to become, what are the consequences? That scares me. That is the only thing I feel. That's what I was going to say. And that scares me. And um, I, use, I use both fear and courage. Like my fears are pushing me. I'm running from them but I'm running towards the reality I want to create. Like I said this morning, everyone, I was talking on my thing and I was like, I'm afraid. I'm afraid all the time. I'm afraid of the fat version chasing me, the stupid version chasing me. I allow myself to maintain and leverage fear as a, a motivating factor. I can't fail my family. I can't fail my tribe. I can't fail my God. I can't fail the people that are, that are looking at me to create this content. I can't fail my teams. You know what I mean? Like my business, right. people, my employees, are you, are you freaking kidding me? Like, like absolutely out of the question. I've got to be amazing. Like this is, this is who we are, you know? Yeah. It's basically where you take, where you take your skill, you take skill and you take strategy Yeah, and you work on, solutions all day long mm -hmm. every single every single problem that there that comes your way has a solution to it it's a matter of what type of mindset do you have and that's part of also having a peak having a peak performance mentality is is if, when problems come my way do i sit in them do i just kind of let it go and i'll get back to it later or do i problem solve it immediately in that moment because like let's say if you take a football game for example and let's say you're let's say it's the super bowl and mm -hmm. shit's not going the way the team wants it to go well, what do you have to do? You have to instantly take your skill, new strategy, and you yep. have to have a solution immediately to catch up or you're going to lose the, or you're going to lose the big game. It's right? But it's basically operating like that at all times from the minute you wake up to the minute you go to sleep. 100%. Now, because I know a lot of people are probably listening to us and they're like, okay, well, these dudes are monsters. But like, I get this question and it's, um, it's an, I, I find it to be a very interesting one to try to answer. Like, what would you say gives you the, I hate, I mean, I want to see what you think about this word. What would you say, where does the motivation come from? Like, so when it, when a person's like, but I don't want, like, I, I don't think I can get myself to wake up in the morning. You know what I mean? Like, what well, is that thing? So if somebody, so if, if it's a new, if it's someone that doesn't really know me well, like yeah. I kind of sort of feel out their mindset, but my real official answer, um, if you still need motivation, then you're not ready. Right. You're like in the candy shop, like you're a kid right now. Like, you're not ready. Because, yeah. because at this point, um, I don't need motivation. I'm, I'm internally inspired. Yep. Motivation is external. Motivation right. is needing something from outside of you. you were, yeah. To keep pushing you to keep wanting to move forward, to get up early, to execute. That's motivation. Right. Inspiration comes from within. Yep. There's something inspired. deep down inside your soul that is burning so hot, the blue flame. Right. That yeah, I mean, I, actually keeps you on fire. The Kindle is lit the whole time. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um that's that's where mine comes from. So between my past and the things that I've gone through and the things that I want for the for my people and yeah. being a servant to my people and yeah, being the man. best version of myself so that I can teach them how to be the best of themselves. Um, you know, that's that's what inspires me. Being yeah. able to create opportunities for people that they won't get anywhere else. Mm -hmm. That's what inspires me yeah. between all my big and long-term goals and the things that I want out of life. One of my smaller end goals that has nothing to do with me yeah. is getting to a certain financial bracket, which is in high. I think I mentioned this before is high numbers and I won't mention what, 
in order so that I can create opportunities for people right. to make X amount, six, seven, eight figures, mm -hmm. because they won't get it anywhere else. And that to me actually excites me to be able to give someone that kind of an opportunity here. Here's the reins. Let's go. I'm going to show you how to do this. And I'm going to provide the opportunity to do so. And that, yeah. that excites me. That excites right. me to be like, I'm going to show you and I'm going to give you the opportunity to own your life. Right. And I think that's honestly, you just hit it. I've been, I've been trying to, because for years, man, it's mission. I think it's the mission because I wake up and I am on a freaking mission. I legitimately am like, I'm going to go so, I'm going to go as hard today as I went while I was in the Marine Corps. I'm going to go as hard when we would go with no sleep, no food. We would just be hammering. We'd be kicking door, door, kicking in another door, fighting, kicking in a door. And I remember being like, and now every single day I'm like going hard as if I'm at war. Like if you see me sometimes, I'm just like, boom, 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 boom. Then I'm on the next thing. Then I'm sending a message. Then I'm making a call and I'm just like hammering him. And I'm like, what is this really about? And it's like, I'm at war in my, in my mind. And I love it, you know, but yeah. it's because I'm inspired because I have a mission. Like you were just saying, you're on a mission to create something that, that you just can't wait to create for people. You want to create opportunity for people. These payoffs are so much more than anything. Just money, money. It's not just you know, money. Like I want to get my, I want to completely be out of the slave trade and be 100% free to do what I want, when, who I, with who I want, when I want, why I want. And that's going to be the ultimate space to do what? create just so organically just at obliterating speeds yeah you know i mean it yeah. just literally just be creating you know with the assets and the time you know and that's that's a mission that it's like when you see a hot chick when you're single across the bar and you're like no one's gonna tell you to go be motivated homie like you're like yo this is going down hold my beer you know what i'm saying right. like, that's it that's the stuff so right when you have a mission that like gets you like that that's when that's when it's bangering. That's when you figured it out. I think. I think you hit it, man. Yeah, and that's again, like I said, um, I'm, I'm for me, I'm beyond past the point of being motivated, and I try to yeah. teach my students the same thing. Is is let's not look. I'll 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 get your gears going a little bit, but let's try to tap in to the dark shit inside Stop. and let that come to life. Because right. listen, at the end of the day, and I think we said this in in our in our podcast last time. Yeah. Is it's not you don't grow when things are going great. You don't grow when it's bright and shiny, fucking sunshine, rainbows and unicorns fucking flying around. That's not right. when you grow. That's not when you're pushing your hardest. That's not when you're going after things at full throttle. Yeah. It's in that moment of darkness where your whole life takes a change and right. you want more for yourself and you want more for other people. And when you raise the bar of your standards and values, and the thing is, and because of that, for me, yeah, that's why I operate at a peak performance is because I bring my my past and my darkness to life and yep. I live through it mm -hmm. every day Yeah, on, as day goes by. Some people think, sound like, Sean, you're kind of fucking dark. And I'm like, I know, but you know what? I'm okay with that because right. I operate at my best. Again, this is just me. Yep. I operate at my best when I live through my dark yep. because the reality is those that have experienced true darkness understand what true light is like. Those that have been through fucking war understand real peace. So um, those uh, those that have, you know, those that have been abandoned right. understand how to be alone versus lonely. Yeah. We appreciate solitude. We don't take oh, solitude for granted. Yeah. We don't feel like we're a loser because we're alone. If right. I got solitude and I'm alone, I'm going to take full advantage of that because I get yeah. to work on me. Yeah. 
Um, and that, and I think that is soul food. Um, and I wish people understood uh, the importance of that because that's really the difference maker between people that that operate at at a at a high performance and at like a immortal level, right? Where you develop this invincible emotional, uh, where you become this invincible emotional being, right? Versus um, me being able to walk into your world and being having the ability to break you or anything, right? Outside of you being able to break you because you chose to work on the external things and not really tap tap deep into tap deep into what's going on in your life. No, and do you get to life? No, hundred percent. Do you think that? Because okay. I think, and when I hear that, because that's the same thing for me. Like, man, I was at war when I was eighteen. I had grown men hunting me. I had to fight and kill grown men when I was like eighteen. You know what I mean? Like, this is there ain't nothing no one's gonna do to like try to take my manhood or like, there's no external thing. You know what I mean? And, and then, and then getting out and having to find my way, the entrepreneurial struggle and like just kind of having to reassess my value outside of the Marine Corps and all these things happen that test you and really help you prove to yourself who you are. Right. right. And, and, and all these things happen. But I, I, with, with people now, you know, that have don't have those experiences. Like you went through these experiences, you went through hell you know, at home, I mean, with your drugs and the dealing and like fights and all kinds of stuff you were talking about, you know, that stuff made you harder and harder in a lot of ways. I feel like, what would you say to somebody who hasn't had these dragons that they had to slay in their past? And they're like, well, I'm trying to get motivated because they, they, they may not know who they are. You know what I mean? Because the world's so comfortable, so comfy. Well, honestly, right well, you know, like there are, you know, because there are people that that are blessed with, yeah, with uh, struggle, certain things in life, and they don't yeah. have to. They don't know what struggle is. Yeah. Um. You know, and the thing is, like, rarely do I. I don't mean to make this sound bad, but rarely do I attract people that have had that because I'm just way too Your frequency. Sensitive. You're on a whole different frequency. You know, they're yeah. like, "Fuck this guy!" Like, with <laughs> a fucking psycho. psycho yeah. You know? Um. But, you know, very few do I have I had people. Here's the thing. And it's like, if you think about like John, for example, the story that he gave us, yep. um, they might not realize. That unfortunately, John did catch it at some point where yep. people that are um, born into a world of blessings and gifts and money and no struggle. It's dangerous. They definitely have struggles that they didn't yeah. realize were struggles. So they yep. never really tapped into it. Right. Um, so I I will literally sit down with someone for an hour, two hours, mm-hmm. and we'll stare at each other in each other's eyes, and mm-hmm. I will literally pick them apart, dissect them, peel the fucking onion. I will skin yeah. their fucking face off <laughs> and find until it. I find out until yeah. I find out what the fuck is in there so dark that you've buried so deep in you that you don't even remember exists, <laughs> and I will bring yeah. that shit to life, and I will make them break, and I will make them cry, mm-hmm. uh, so that I can remake them. And I will, yeah. and, and like I said, it's very rare that I've met someone that's had blessings in life and doesn't have something fucked up at the least because yeah. of blessings. Yeah. No, because well, of being born into something great. Yeah. And most people do because as John said, I took everything for granted because every, because I had everything. I was born into yeah. a life of luxury mm-hmm. and fame that it took, it didn't take him to, what do you say? It was like 30 something years old when it was, yeah, last, I mean, it was like 36 like, year old birthday. Boom. Yeah. You know, but and a lot of people bury that, never go through it. They never work through it. So now they're like 40, 50 years old and it's like almost never existed, but they're wondering why they're never reached that level of potential that they have. 
Right. And, well, let's rewind and find out really what are you hiding from yourself? That's what I, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think you end up hiding, well, being in a place where you're so comfortable that you can grow up underdeveloped internally is a very dangerous thing. And in my line of work, where I'm protecting billionaires, kids, billionaires, and their kids, I see it all the time. The kids like cradled and protected and the kids like almost an adult and doesn't know how to walk across the street without holding somebody without someone protecting them because they've been so protected and cradled and provided for so this this kind of thing of being underdeveloped because it's been so easy is a really dangerous thing then they end up in and out of rehab and then anything can happen <laughs> you know um and that's because they don't know how to deal with no's and all this other well, stuff. But yeah, and even some people that had a hard life do the same thing too. Like I was working with yeah. a guy that used to, he used to roll with the Mongols. He was friends with some hell's angels. Obviously they didn't get along, right. um, you know, and that's way in his past. And he went through some shit that he thought I got, I worked through it. It's over, it's gone. And not even intentional. We're sitting down, we're having coffee. We're going some stuff in business that he needed my help with. And as we started talking about certain things, I start to realize, like, I didn't tell him that I, that I picked up on it, but I realized, like, yeah. I don't know if this guy's worked on some of the shit that he that thinks he's worked is buried. <laughs> yeah. asking questions nonchalantly, and I started picking things apart, and he starts shaking, and he starts nodding his head, his head turns mm -hmm. red, and then next thing you know, it just starts fucking crying. Wow. And then comes out and says like dude i thought i worked on all this stuff and i didn't realize i all i did was bury it and i've never worked through this in my life wow and, um it was just a different awakening um but like i said most people just kind of you know escape and run away they run from it yeah they run to comfort i've learned far more from pain than i've ever learned from pleasure man yeah um, what about the you know because i feel like i don't know on my entrepreneurial journey i had to sustain extended periods of time dealing with uncertainty and like uh just me and the street lights and hammering and figuring it out what would you say to like those folks that are just starting out that are, are looking at you know well is this gonna work like how would you help what would you say to them and and mindset really when it comes to dealing with those thoughts of I uncertainty think, and stuff like that i believe like if you're dealing with uncertainty that means you're not sure of yourself that means you yeah. don't have, yeah, that means you have, yeah, that means you have no personal values and no personal moral code for yourself as a being, as a man, as and a woman, um, whoever's going through, like, if you don't have those in place, then yeah, your whole life is going to be operated with uncertainty and mm -hmm. not knowing if you're going to be able to accomplish, not knowing if you're made out for something that you want to do. Yeah. Um, it all just starts with that really. Yeah. Uh, and if you, and you know, I'll, I'll make someone, I'll send home somebody with homework yeah. And they got to come back to me in two weeks. I didn't want to fucking talk to them. Yeah. So they come back with a set of five or six core values nice. of what they stand for and who they are, mm -hmm. um, what type of mission statement they want to represent. Yep. And what passions do they have in life? Mm -hmm. And what kind of code do you have? Like, what's your code? Yeah. Um, yeah. What's your mantra? You know, like um, in the military, they have a code of honor. Yep. What's your code of honor? What's your personal code of honor? What's your honor, code of honor and commitment, to, to your friends and family? <laughs> what do you expect from them? Because if you right. can demand a certain code of honor from people, if you can give that code of honor to certain people, you demand it. that means you can you can expect it in return. Yep. Um, you know, I always say, um, become the person you admire the most. Yep. Right. Be what you want to attract. If I want badass dudes like yourself. Yep. In my life, I have to be that badass dude first, because if I run into a guy like you 
and I don't represent these certain codes and values, first of all, I'm going to sound like a fraud. I'm going to walk like a fraud. <laughs> and you're going to be like, man, this Living guy just fucking want to be in a fake. And I'm not going to attract that type of guy right. or woman yeah. um, that stands for something strong and will, and won't, and will take no bullshit. You know, so that's where I kind of start. Mm-hmm. And that's just the starting ground. Yeah. Um, you know, and people, and if you struggle through that, then we got, we got some other deeper shit to work through because yeah. um, everybody goes through life wanting, wanting to operate a certain way, but they also want a certain type of, they want to be treated a certain way from people. And you know, they mm-hmm. always say, treat people how you want to be treated. I mean, that just sounds so cliche. But it's, but when you go deeper into it, yeah. Um, well, you do that by becoming the person you admire and you do that by being the per that for people you want to attract. Right. You want great, awesome, amazing people. You want spiritual people, then be the awesome, amazing spiritual person. And don't right. attract that. You want to be a badass fighter, then be a good fighter so that good fighters see you. you right. Know? Um, you want to be a great ball player, then you better be a good ball player before other ball players want to come hang with you. You know, and that's just how it goes. I mean, that's exactly how sports is. Yeah, you know, that's literally how everything drafted in the NFL and the NBA, you better be a fucking kick-ass player to right. get scouted and go play with those badass players in the in the professional sports teams. It's the same concept. Yeah, no, 100 percent And I think for me, that's exactly what it was about. It was literally about like, well, you know, you were this in the Marine Corps. Now you have to go recreate yourself. You have to become this person. You have to become, and, and it's so not about what you're what you're doing is important because it's who you're being in every moment and it's who you ultimately will become. But like the journey is so much about who you're becoming, you know, than it is even really about what external results you're, you're, you're having, you know, like I failed at things for a long time before I became someone who could sustain success once it started to happen relative to what I was trying to do. And so like, that's what I tell these. And, and it really comes back to what you're kind of saying earlier too is you got to know who you are, man. That's what this whole thing's about. Deliberately, either knowing who you are, knowing your value, values, wisdom, discipline, purpose, freedom, excellence, and contribution. Those are my values. It's on my website. Know your values <clears throat> and live by those things. You're defining yourself, you're creating yourself, and you're, you're, you're creating a reality out of that. And if you don't have that settled, you're like a house built on sand in so many ways. <laughs> and you're going to be on shore because there's nothing really there. <laughs> yeah, you know. Better, you know, like you, you have to be able to uh, identify who and what you want to be. Yeah, uh, your character. Uh, you know, like uh, there, you, your character will develop the right reputation. If you're trying to just build a reputation without proper character, then you, it's just it's the, your world's gonna suck. Yeah, um, <laughs> because you're gonna be incongruent. Like, like it's yeah. just not gonna be enough consistency for you to be yeah, able. To, yeah, it's, to it's, do it's called it's called conscious congruency. Yep. You know, exactly. like they, everything has to line up, and I think that's what a lot of people start to like, you know, try to take these not cheat codes in life, but try to take shortcuts and not the right shortcuts um, by skipping steps. Yeah. You know, they'll see people like, fuck, man. I'm going to try not to drop a name on this or yeah. they'll see people that they knew people that were at like a level one and they're like a level four, for example, right. but that level one is now at a level 10 mm-hmm. and it bothers somebody. So now yeah. they want to skip five, six, seven, eight, nine and get to level 11. Yeah. Every step because their friend got past them. Right. And now the whole world turns into nothing but external validations, external praise, 
uh, participation trophies, posing, um, championships. Like yeah. this shit, like you can't skip steps <laughs> to become the person you want to become. You want to skip really? steps and you're going to fucking lose yourself yeah. through the whole fucking process. And as you just said it, like as much and as amazing the end result of it all sounds. Right. Every, the, the person I've become throughout that process is what really gets my gears going. That's the real value of the journey. That's what the whole thing's about. Yeah. That's the whole and point. Teach people along the way and take okay. people along the way with me that want okay. to take that path of living a hard life, you know, becoming stronger, becoming mm-hmm. better, providing more value um, and doing more things for other people. Dude, it's huge. And I think too, I think a lot of people get, they get, uh, they shy away because they're like, oh, well, this goal is like all the way up here. Like there's the mountaintop. And I'm like, dude. So what? Reverse you, engineer, motherfucker. Like, yeah, yeah, figure this, yeah, right. The sooner you start, the sooner you finish. But there's also the fact, in my opinion, that man, progress equals happiness, man. And I find that incremental progress is a fortress. Like every day I'm laying bricks. I'm laying bricks upon brick upon brick when it comes to building the new version of me. And it's a secure, solid version because I'm literally just making that incremental progress. And I find like, and, and, and also you blow up too big, man, you have to have the character to be able to sustain that. And the journey is what helps you become that person. So uh, when you lay your head down at the, on your pillow, if you're listening to this, I guarantee if you tomorrow set a mission and you're like, yo, I'm, I'm going to get these three things done or I'm going to die over it. And you get those three things done during the day, no matter how big or small they are, and you exact your will on reality and bend reality, you will go to bed with more self-esteem that day. Critical task. Well, I mean, look, you just said it, um, and, and it combines with what I just said. You can't, you can't skip steps, and if if you <laughs> do every step the right way and not skip any steps, that builds and develops more confidence. Yep. The promises you keep to yourself builds more confidence. Confidence. Yes. The yes. moment you break one promise, one little thing, where you lose trust in yourself or you question yourself, your confidence is out the door. Yeah, you have to start the whole process over again. And I know you've been through that. We've all been through it. So it's not like as much as we talk about mortals and immortals, we (laughs) do still fuck it up sometimes. We've got to start over. Um, But the difference is I know how to get Brett back in that machine mentality immediately. Exactly. Uh, Yeah, and it's not like, and to some people it sounds like, oh, it just kind of sounds robotic. It's not that it's robotic, but I do want to, I do live my life on an untouchable phase. Um, you can hate me you can love me my mentor i mean to this yeah. day like I'll, I'll fucking die for this guy any day he always yeah. says he's like look sean he's like very few will like you some won't and some yeah. will hate you yeah uh, most will hate you <laughs> and he's like and that's just the life you got to live and this guy's this guy yeah. this guy is just my father owns yeah. his life lives on his term Thank and he's you. like you know few will like you some won't most will hate you. And that's just the <laughs> right. way. And that's the road, man. And either you're going to be a lion or you're going to be a sheep. And if you're going to be right. a lion, you're not going to give a fuck about those two other categories. Right. You're right. only going to care about the few that do like you because those ones will run with you. And those are the those are the people that are dedicated to, to truth and to progress. I find the ones that hate me are the ones that can't handle truth. They can't look in the mirror. They can't, they can't look in the mirror. The second you, you show them results, progress, or ask them to look at themselves or whatever, 
They hate you no, because they'll, they'll start talking shit about you because you're unveiling the shit that they're reflecting. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I know. You know, and to me, like, you know, I, your light I like have, exposes their whole their falseness. I try to have empathy for that, but I just yeah. can't. Um, <laughs> and not to sound like an asshole, but the thing is, like, I know, like, most people that you come across, well, yep. you and I will know within a few minutes. Yep. If that person has been through equal or worse, harder shit than, than there is. Have. Yeah. <laughs> and yes, in the world, there are people that wish they had the hardship that we did do. So yeah. we know people that have had it a thousand times more Way fucked up worse. than them, right? Right. <laughs> That's a different story. Like we'll right. know. Um but but mother, it's like, motherfucker, you haven't been through half the shit that I've been through, yeah. and you're gonna fucking cower. Like, no, that shit is like, <laughs> it's unacceptable no. completely. And now no. you're gonna hate me because I'm calling you out and trying to make help you be better. <laughs> right. And there's people and there's people out there that will like go through life and fucking hashtag best version of myself. But like, how are you being the best version of yourself if you're not facing your shit? Facing yourself, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like all you sound, you sound like a fucking fraud. You sound right. like a fucking liar. And the people right. that do know the truth really are at some point might out you because. You're fucking pretending to walk this line of awesomeness. Right. When we know <laughs> you're not working through any of that stuff, you're dodging it because right. you're, you're receiving all this other crap. Yeah. Um, and there's just, look, in this, in, in this world right now, today with what's going on in this world right now, there's no room for that. Absolutely. You know, lions don't have time to want to raise sheep and convert sheep. Like if you're a cub, great. I'll fucking breed you into the prestigious yeah, yeah, yeah. cub. But if that's not what you want to be, I don't have time for that. Right. There just no, isn't room. That. There's no, you know, in, in that movie, I forgot what it's called with um, I think it's any given Sunday. The the room for margin of error, error is, is so small. One of the best speeches. It's so small. And I and I've taken I'm getting goosebumps talking about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I took that was one of the first things I saw, like after the first couple of years of me being sober. And right. I took that to heart, like so cold. So and I was like, fuck, man. Like it is so small. Yeah. One second too early, one second too late, one inch too soon, one yeah. inch too late. And I fucking lose. And, yeah. and I refuse to be that in my life. Yep. Because if I can't lead by that example, then how am I going to demand that from other people? 100%. 100%. And that's, that's, that's what this game is all about, man, is being able to be a man that can have enough integrity with, for me, they can have enough integrity with myself that I can look someone dead in their eyeball sockets and be like, bro, you got to go harder, man. You got to go harder. And they look right back at me and they're like, you know what? Like, and they've seen and they know the example and they know the integrity I keep with myself because people can feel that frequency when you're like, I'm not asking you to do something that I don't do every single day or wouldn't do myself. And that's when you can really influence people to become better and stronger. And, and here's the thing too, like make no, make no mistakes. And this is for yeah. people that end up seeing this. Um, yeah. If I know, if I know someone that wants to level up and rise up to, up to the plate for themselves mm -hmm. in their own world. If I know at the starting point that you not, that you don't have the capacity or the ability to operate at the same level that I do, I'm right. not going to expect that from you. Right. Once I've interviewed someone, I've gotten to know them a little bit more. 
I'm going to raise their standard to the highest degree of what they're capable of. Yeah, not, exactly. Not my direct standard, uh-huh. but what yeah. they are capable of. Right. Because once right, they right. hit that, then I can raise the bar. Then I can oh, raise yeah. the bar. The <laughs> yeah. Is, look, I've been doing this for a long time. Yeah, no way I'm going to expect a rookie. All right, motherfucker, like you better come run like I do and yeah. fucking run this 10,000 mile marathon at my yeah. pace on your first fucking day. I've been like, working on this. Beating somebody to fail. Exactly. And that's the other part too. So like not to so that nobody gets scared of what we're talking about is understand like you do have a personal capacity. Our job is to get you to hit that capacity so that we can raise the bar and go past that milestone and create the next milestone until you are at a level of like, for example, we are or the people that we, you know, follow and emulate. Right. And get to them and we'll pull you up with us. And do at the same time, devil's advocate here. Mm-hmm. There are those that want to, will try to, will attempt to, and it's like, I can't fucking do it. Yeah. Like this raw, uh-huh. hard truth, yeah. this go fuck shit up. Like, yeah. like, I, I don't want it. It's not for it. everybody. And it's I can't understand them. I've had to just have compassion for them and be like, well, I guess it ain't for everybody. Because sometimes people you love, man. I got one. Well, I will say this. I have one of my best friends that actually got me into psychology. It's like the reason I got my master's degree. Because I remember getting out and looking at my buddies and being like, you guys not realize this is the only life we got? Like this right. is about to be curtains. Like we're gonna die. Like you can't. You're 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 ruining your life on a couch right now. Like this this is a miracle. All this stuff is a miracle. And no, you know. And I was like, how can I motivate people? Because wasting life was so painful. And I and I started to try to look into that. Which, as we already talked about, motivation is like uh, it's like it's like it's like external kids. It's for it's like Toys R Us, man. It's like not even you're not even it's not even real. Right. It's it's a it's a luxury. That's what it is. Another question I was wondering, boom, hardest lessons you've hardest lesson you've learned in life that you'd like to pass to the listeners. That's a great question. Um, there's a lot of those, but I'd have to say this is more recent than not, is and this is part of what got me on this schedule that I run on mm-hmm. is what do I have to do every day? to become the person I'm, I'm meant to be. Hmm. And what are the consequences of my life and my actions if I don't do the things that are going to get me to become the person I'm supposed to be? Wow. So that is, those two questions, because they go together, is a, was, a, was a massive lesson for me. Because like, I was already operating at this level. And right. then when, that, when those questions got asked of me, I was like, holy shit. Like, right. I can... I thought I was already like operating at like crazy status. And then when I asked that, I'm like, oh shit, I can add a little bit more to what I'm doing and get a little bit more nuts because that, if you can actually answer, here's the thing. The lesson is, can you answer the question? Right. If you can't answer that question, you're not ready. Right. The thing is, you don't have to answer that question right away. You don't have to answer it in five minutes. You don't have to, it it could take you five days. It could take you a month Mm -hmm. to answer that question. Difference is like, I've already been through certain points in my life where I was able to sit down write those questions out, yeah. take it home and like really sit there. And like, I actually cried yeah. as, I'm, as I'm filling it out because I realized like, man, I have, my mission is so important to me that these questions are actually hitting me home. Cause I've always operated like that, but I've never asked it like that specifically mm-hmm. of myself. Um, and I know to some people or many people, this might sound really stupid that I'm even, this is the lesson that I'm talking about. But then I realized this actually vibes with, becoming the person I want to become the type of person that I want to attract. 
you know? um, and those are that to me is just the biggest is the biggest lesson that um, I believe anybody can take because that will literally set and create the tone of what you want your world to look like from right. you, your family, your values, the people, business, spiritual. Um, yeah. You put those few questions together, and if you can answer them, you'll be able to build off of that. Yeah, hundred percent. Because I mean, even in my experience, I'm moving towards a version of myself. I'm running away from a version of myself. I'm thinking about what happens if I don't become, you know, I guess, yeah, man. I mean, to me, the my biggest fear is just that the grace I've been shown to live again and to be like this. Now you got you know, fucking blown up, man. <laughs> I know, right? Like, like, well, that's the thing. We have the luxury of these, these experiences that give, you know, like it's like rocket fuel if you if you if you use it right you know what i mean because like some guys might, might happen doing like you know they're they may have already tapped out from suicide you know it's it's there's an interesting thing about the way we choose to think about our experiences and it gives us so much power and strength man breaks my heart for people when they're like looking at their past and it, it destroys them you know i'm like yo let's do a mind job so you can see how much power you can get from well you, you just said it man you, you just know? said it remember i talked about this in the last podcast like when i when i meet with with addicts yeah man uh, i don't want them to feel ashamed to talk about it i don't want them yeah. to feel stupid and shitty for yeah. talking about the good times yeah. when they were under the influence there's no mm. reason for that that is an experience that you get to take out of life right. and lessons that you get to apply in the future mm. um no matter how you want to look at it, like there, if if you're gonna run away from your past, you're bound to relapse at some point. Yeah, you're literally bound. That's the truth. Yeah, you know man, that's powerful. Here's the other thing too. Like, look, I've been clean for 16 years, but I'm still yeah. a fucking addict, and I'm still right. a hardcore addict for that matter. Like yeah. the day, the day. Here's you another part, man. Get them. The day, the day you tell yourself I'm no longer an addict is the day. Karma is going to come back and <laughs> stick a fucking needle in you and you're going to relax. Stick you in the back. Yeah, that's yeah, real. I think just because you've been clean for so long and you got it under control that you're not an addict anymore. And I believe the moment that people mentally tell mm. themselves, I'm not an addict anymore, is literally when that day is going to come mm. where they go backwards to their old habits. Um, you have to accept that. And here's the thing, too like, I'm not ashamed. Like, people used to ask me all the time, like, aren't you like worried what people can think about you by telling them like you're a fucking drug addict and your dad did this and you did that and you wanted to kill yourself. And I'm like, no man. Like, cause I know who I am. Body armor. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Man, nothing you can say to me at this point. Like right. I've been through it. I've been shit on. I've ate a bunch of shit. I've been broken. <laughs> I've wanted to kill myself. Yeah. I've attempted to kill myself. My father yeah. put my face in the floor. Like my yeah. father put the shit out of me. I was a fucking drug addict. I was a scumbag piece of shit drug dealer. Like, <laughs> Dude, yeah. what the fuck can you say to me after I shared that with you? That can here I am through my emotions. Nothing. Yeah, and here I am. It's interesting, man. It's like it's like gaining superior power through vulnerability. You know what I mean? Because like I'm the say that again. Way. I'll be like, here's my vulnerability. Wait, 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 say that again. Gaining superior power through vulnerability, man. That's <laughs> so what it is. Boom. That's, that's a, I'm the phrase right there, dude. That, like, you know, that's the title. That on the wall. That's the title for this episode, man. No, that's that's awesome. I love that. But yeah, man, no, I do the same exact thing. It's just like, boom, here I am. And it's so powerful. It's so powerful in your life and in the way you impact others. What would you say is the your proudest moment, man, in this game as we wind down? Right now. Questions. What I'm doing right now. 
my 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 level and speed of operation is my proudest moment right now not my not my 16 years of of, of being sober and again and just to rewind for a second i don't celebrate sobriety i don't talk mm. about it i don't tell people how long i've been sober i don't talk about my birth year anniversary sobriety like <laughs> fuck all that i actually i don't allow my recovery students to celebrate sobriety nice. it's against my code really because Guess what that means? If I, and, and, I, and I'm going off tangent for a second here, yeah. but I want to make a point here. And this might draw a lot of heat because cool. society and recovery centers and all that bullshit system yeah. tells you celebrate. Well, here's the thing. If I come to you and I say, Byron, today's my 17th year of being sober. Yeah. And I tell the fucking world, let's say I post right. it on Facebook, on Instagram, tell you guys. Yeah. Yeah, you don't do that. I don't get a congratulations on Facebook. Let's say that day Instagram shuts down, Facebook shuts down, yeah. World Electronics are down. I can't get a hold of my friends. Byron, you're like, whatever, bro. It's another day now. You've been doing it 17 years now. Does it really matter? Right. Um, and I get guess what? Now I have to face rejection. Yeah. Now no one's there to celebrate my sobriety. So what does that mean? Fail. What does that yeah, mean? Man. Depression. What does that mean? No one's there for me. That's why I don't believe in celebrating your birth. I mean, like, dude, fuck that. Like, just every day that you have survived is a celebration. Is a celebration. Why yeah. does it have to be an annual year of being clean? You know, and, and again, this will, this will, that, what I just said will draw so much fucking heat. Really? Uh, but I strongly believe in that. Like, never once in my entire fucking life, not even my first year that I mentioned, I'm 12 months sober, I'm 24 months sober. I don't yeah. do that. I don't want to be celebrated for me. Like I'll tell it in my story because right. it needs to be heard, right. but I don't want to celebrate it. Right. Um, it that's, again, that's, that's an external validation. Right. I don't need you to validate me. There that's sober. There it is. Exactly. No, you know? I love that, man. I love that. Uh, but yeah, to go back to what you asked right now is my, is my proudest, is my proudest moment because I finally gotten myself to, a, a mental level of operation where um, I'm on that path of, of being able to become a serial entrepreneur, mm -hmm. uh, knowing that I'm doing what I have to do to become who I'm meant to be um, taking certain people along with me into opportunities yeah. that they're not going to get anywhere else. Mm -hmm. um, right now in this moment, in the last 24 months and in this current time present is my proudest moment. Wow, man, that's beautiful. I'm so happy to hear that, brother. And that, I think that's the fruit of a man that's really living the living life the way it's supposed to be lived, man. It breaks my heart when I hear like guys and veterans, especially talking about the good old days. I'm like, homie, we're still here right now. Like yeah. we got this miracle running through our veins right now. Like make these the mother freaking good old days. Yeah, like, yeah. One day I mean, you're going to look back. Oh man. No, yeah, and, make, good. and make no mistake. Look, make no yeah. mistake. There's still the struggle still there. I still have, yeah. my struggle. I yeah. still have areas that I can definitely do a lot better in. Yeah. Um, there's no, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not a perfect human. I don't right. have everything on 100% lock but I do work on getting everything on hundred percent right. lock. And that's what makes me better every single day. And again, like just because certain people are operating at the highest level, doesn't mean they don't have struggles every day too. Cause here's the, thing. the higher the level of operation, the higher level of struggles, the, the bigger my, the level of, my level of struggles, mm. most people that we are not at a high level will get murdered. Get crushed. Dude, like, 
I, I sit there sometimes. You know, Bro, and I, yeah, man, it would crush him. I think the same thing sometimes. So people, people think when they hear and meet these multimillionaires and billionaires, like, dude, they got bigger fucking problems that you got than, than you got. They got fucking eight, nine figure fucking taxes they got to pay. That's Probably a struggle that. in itself, let alone Lockness the, 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 the business shit that they got to deal with at nice. that level. That level yeah. of fucking success has so much more um, groundwork and so much mm-hmm. more struggle. Than, an, than a person that's doing a 40-hour job work week. 100%. They got millions of dollars they're losing on, you know, which 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 onions they select for their, like, for their big, yeah, millions of dollars riding on. No, I completely understand it, yeah, man. I it's do. just a matter of, um, you know, there's a, there's a quote. It's, um, it's not, it's not the situation that's the problem. It's your fucking attitude the about the situation that's the problem. 100%. Say it again. It's not the situation that's the problem. It's your attitude about the situation that's the problem. Right. We're all going to have, we're always going to have a problem every single day for the rest of our life till the day we die. Mm -hmm. So you're going to choose whether you're going to be a victim to that specific problem or you're going to have a different attitude and a different mindset and have find a solution immediately. Right. Where it only consumes 30 minutes, 20 minutes, an hour of your day, and then you move forward. And you're smarter. Like literally, I look at problems as op- I look at challenges and obstacles and problems as opportunities to get smarter. Like I see the providence in it. And I'm like, wow, man, when I get on the other side of this, I'm gonna be so much more awesome. Like I'm gonna know, like, like I actually get kind of excited about it. I'm like, wow, I've not seen this before. This is gonna be awesome. Like I actually get motivated. Like who's David without Goliath? Yeah, right. I mean, like who's Christ without the cross? You know, who's whatever, name the person. There's some huge struggle that made them put them on the map and put them in the books, you know. Um, yeah, that's that's, that's that's our daily practices of life. Right. And here's the thing: it's not about practice makes perfect. I fucking hate hearing that. Hey, practice yeah. makes permanence. Permanent. Get them. Yeah, that's what's up. <laughs> End of guts. That's what's up. No, I love it, man. What? Uh, and then, I mean, this is totally a side note. I got like a few more questions, but yo, uh, what do you think about New Year's resolutions, man? <laughs> Bro. I'm on every you single can't even ask, bro. Yeah, I can't even ask seriously. <laughs> you can't even keep a straight face asking that question. Because yeah, it's the end of the year, you know, everyone's like, I got my New Year's resolution. I'm like, every start now, week. start yeah. now. Most, most of you, and yes, I'm talking to you if you're fucking one of those, most yeah. of you that are sitting there telling yourself, I got this New Year's resolution that I'm going to start on 1 1. Like out there somewhere. Chances are, and I'll put money on, chances are you either will procrastinate, I won't do it. Or you'll fail on right. month two or month three because you'll end up thinking it's too hard and you'll fall out because you didn't have the instant gratification you're looking for. Right. Start today again, like I said earlier. Start today and you roll into New Year's with momentum. Right. That way, the ball's already kicking when yeah. your resolution comes around or when New Year's comes around, and that way there is no slowing down unless you intentionally hit the fucking brakes. Right. But if you roll into New Year's started already, what are we? Uh, five six weeks out right now if you roll into new year's yeah friday was five six weeks i think if you roll into new year's you roll into new year's with the momentum that you get from hammering at this end of the year because you got to think you're you're talking about starting now me and you new year's is like 10 years away like the amount of stuff me and you were about to get done by december january one that's enough I'm going to have done so many deals, freaking got different contracts going. I got a live event already scheduled. Like, 
by the time we get there and you guys are just making a resolution, I killed like a resolution by moment by moment by moment in every single day, hour by hour by hour, every single day. I got like yeah, like you can't like you're 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 playing the wrong game. And and we've and we've also been there too. We've been one of those fucking dumbass kids where we, to, <laughs> where we used to wait till the new year to actually follow through our yeah. new resolution. The thing is like it doesn't work. Most people. 95% of people that set out New Year's resolutions to start on one one either don't end up starting or end up dropping out first month in. And, that, and, and that's just a fact. You see them in the gym. You see them in the gym in January and it's packed in there and you're looking around and you're like, yeah. who's going to be here? And here's a crazy thing too, like coming from the world of fitness in my past, yeah. like here's the thing, like what people think January is the busiest time is the is the highest revenue month of the year? Yeah, in, in the health club business. Yeah, it's not. not really. What is it? March. March is the number one highest revenueing month of the entire year. Why? Because of what we just talked about. The resolutions. Most most resolutioners don't start in January like they set out to. <laughs> All the procrastination. I'm not even kidding you. Oh man! All the procrastination. <laughs> Yeah. March rolls around that third month where they're like procrastinate January, procrastinate February. <laughs> March, I mean, holy that fuck, something months around. Half the year's and, done for Bro, I'm telling you, like, um, from our history of like when I used to run clubs, like yeah. we would almost do um like in comparison to like a January and March, we would do anywhere between a hundred to a quarter million more yeah. in a month of March over the month of January. And January is, it is gangbusters, like everyone's pouring in. Yeah. Now multiply that by two or three in the month of March because the the again margin of errors. There's so many people that don't start when they say they're going to start for January. They actually start in three months after. Man, I didn't even know that. You realize like stuff's coming around and haven't started. (laughs) And they got to do something. Jeez. Uh, Let's see here. Habit that you'd like to pass everyone that would make them a better person or help them achieve their goals. One habit. Wake up earlier. Yes. Yes. Wake up earlier. Stop making excuses. Wake up earlier. And look again, not saying sleep four hours, but also don't sleep eight hours. Don't be a fucking piece of shit and think that if you sleep eight hours, like you cannot accomplish what extreme elite successful people do. Eight hours of sleep. That means a third of your day is gone. History. You don't get that back ever. Six hours for the average person, that's good enough. That's all you need for sleep, even five hours. Like, that's all you need. Don't let anybody else tell you otherwise. Um, Don't let people tell you you can't get in shape. Yeah. Um, in less than eight hours. Like, that's fucking bogus, man. Like, my buddies, like, we live on four hours of sleep and we're fucking jacked. Right. Um, And that sounds like a douchebag, but like, if I can do it on four hours, you certainly can do it in six hours. Right. Um, you know, so waking up early is fucking king shit. Yeah, I love you, bro. It's so good. It's, it is, though. It is. And I, I just love it because you're saying all this stuff that I always preach, man. And it's just real recognized, real enough. That's good stuff. It is, what? man. Like, I, I wish people actually found the value of that because, like, I will 100% attest my success and the things and the blessings that I've been very fortunate and blessed with yeah. is because the day almost three years ago when I made a promise to myself that I will stop, start waking up earlier. It doesn't matter what time I go to sleep because mm. my set time is 10, but sometimes yeah. it might be 11 or 12 and I'm still waking up two hours later Yeah. Um, because shit's not done and I'm not going to sleep till shit is done. 
Again, yeah. confidence builder. Yes. I will not, that David Integrity does builder. not finish until I'm done. I attest everything that has been happening for me because I started waking up earlier. And I, when, I, when I said, I'm waking up before everybody else does, I learned what being in control of my life is. I don't own it yet. My father owns his life. Yeah. I control my life. The day I can own it is the day that I don't have to, I can do whatever I want, whenever I want, at any given cost, um, at any given moment. Yeah. You know, and that's, that's in the, uh, that's in the four year plan. So by the time I'm 40, I expect myself to own my life hundred percent. Me and you both, man, I'll for sure see you up there, man. That's what's up. <laughs> I love it, man. That's, that's, that's motivating. That is a mission, man. That's, that's the good stuff, man. Owning your life and this waking up early, guys. You guys got to hear this, man. It means it's everything. What's it all for, brother? Uh, how would you like to be remembered? Being a world changer. Yeah. And you know what? Not just for people. I've, mm. I've, only I've been talked about this publicly a lot. So this mm. will be the first time it's going public. I don't want to be a world changer for people. I want to be a world changer for animals. Huh. Okay. That is that is at the end at the end end game. The yeah. end end games is building a sanctuary. Yeah. As as big as a mansion, where wow. I save all animals across across all dogs, really more dogs across the entire country. I wow. shut down every single fucking euthanizing shelter that exists. Wow. Every cold filter that exists will be gone. I will have a team hired by me personally, a team of vets a wow. team of people that go out and we rescue every fucking dog out there that needs to be rescued. And it turns into basically a zoo of animals, free adoptions. They get cared for um, training. Like I, I want, I want a full blown dog mansion, dog uh, mansion. you know, where, where uh, uh, the thing is like, I don't believe humans deserve dogs. Yeah. I really don't. <laughs> um, and if, and, and if your animals have chosen you, yeah, bless you with that type of unconditional love. Um, then you are lucky, not the dog is. You know, <laughs> and, um, I love it. I love it. Sounds it. crazy to people, but like the thing is, like, what most people don't know is there is so many lessons that we can learn from dogs. Yeah, there are so many things just about humanity and nurture and companionship mm -hmm. that we can learn. Um, from animals from dogs specifically that people just choose not to because they think oh it's just a dumb dog mm. but no like man nurturing and unconditional love there there that's is an, nothing better than that than you can yeah. learn from yeah and that's that's one of my angles and i've already my already five six seven people of that team is already yeah. ready for it they know oh, it's coming yeah um, and that and that starts in four years Wow. Um, and I haven't talked about it. To, I've only talked very few people I've spoken to yeah. about the first time going public with, but that's, that's the end game of end games. Wow. Um, yeah. Cause helping out people and doing big things and um, philanthropic stuff, that's going to be along the journey of getting to uh, that four year mark. Right. So that four year mark comes from now. It's, it's, it's all about uh, how do we save dogs and how do we save uh, exotic animals that are still getting poached. Man, I love that. I love that. Um, my best friend's dog is just like you, bro. <laughs> He's got like five dogs. He don't care. Dogs are better than humans. He's just like, and he's a bad dude. Like he's a total, like both of you, he's, he's a bad dude. But man, I mean, he he really, and I love dogs too. I got 200 pounds of dog running around out, out there right now. 
Um, but what I Bro, on one end, I, on one end, I have a fucking mastiff, and on another end, I have a shih tzu poodle, and I have all the in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what's up. I have a, I have a uh, Connie Corso man, so Italian mastiff. So do I. Yeah, that's what's up. Uh, mine's blue. He's down there. <laughs> yeah, mine's, mine's Brenda Blue also. That's what's up. <laughs> this is weird, man. It's more weird. I think both are, but yeah. Yeah, I, man. Um, yeah, man. Like, I, I honestly, like, I set that out, that mm-hmm. goal. I set that out, I want to say, like, it's almost 10 years. Wow. 10 years ago, I set that goal. You're getting closer and closer and closer. Yeah, the thing is, like, 10 years ago, I didn't know when. I didn't know how, I didn't know where, I didn't know what the vehicles were going to be. Right. Um, five, six years ago, I started to get the idea. And then like a few years ago, I was like, all right, I'm starting to figure some things out. Then yeah. three years ago, when I started running on the schedule and I really, and I literally started to felt, feel all my visions come into life yeah. over the next certain amount of time. Um, I was able to figure out when I'm going to plug the process of that beginning will be is there something like i it's weird for me like i i have like um because from the time i in, conceive things now to the time i'm able to achieve them i i'm i'm right now accomplishing everything i saw about seven years ago and it's crazy man and it's like the more that i what i dreamt then i'm creating and accomplishing walking in now and now my ability to manifest and create things is increasing so i'm able to do it even quicker as i keep keep but that's because weird, you, that's well here's the thing it's not weird the thing is like right now your level of operation mentally mm. spiritually physically is in direct yeah. alignment of those things that you're trying to accomplish back then yeah. it wasn't like yeah. that was on the right was like out here swinging around now i'm like i'm gonna detour over there now yeah. you're in direct alignment and that's why now everything's starting to more come to fruition because right. your level of operation from your day-to-day critical tasks that your 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 morning wake up your routine so much more you're you're you have it's very clear if you're going like this and you're zigzagging yeah. and you're going left and that's going right there's yeah. no clarity in your vision right when you yeah. align you have specificity of every step till you get there yeah man no that's true man and another thing i wanted to, i i that that's exactly what it is there's so much more congruence and consistency and better tools um from the time i conceive something i can just like boom it's changed so much um but you know i had to work hard to get here you know we all have to um something i want to you're you're still gonna get knocked off course too like you're gonna get knocked off course but you know you're aware enough like fuck i just got detoured i gotta get back in line right detoured and they go detoured yeah they like go live in it (laughs) you know yeah but I, I, uh, the other thing I was going to say too, is I want you guys to pay attention when you started talking about that dog, uh, mansion, bro, like the whole, the vibe change, like that guys, that's the stuff you need to find. When we're talking about motivation and like, why do you get up and all this stuff, finding a mission that, that gets you to that state that you said, John was, when he was talking about his dog mansion, that's the stuff that will get you to go to war every single day, man. Yeah. And, and you know, what's crazy about that is like, now, and now that you just kind of said it out loud the way you did, the things I want to do for people and the opportunities I want to provide for other people to get yeah. to certain levels in life that they won't get anywhere else. That's all happening before that. Right. Um, believe me, like the people stuff is, is first. Right. 
But I also know the dog stuff is going to take a lot more heavy work. It's going to be yeah. a lot harder. It's probably mm-hmm. going to fucking kick my ass. It's mm-hmm. probably going to knock me off course a couple of times. Like figuring all of that shit out mm-hmm. is a whole different level of like, holy shit, this is not as easy as I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And I know that finding the right people, because these are going to be all hand selected by me, no matter who's on my board of executives and who's going to be on the team and their high placements mm-hmm. of what positions are in. Every individual that comes into that team is only going to be interviewed by me, hand selected by me, and it'll be like a rigorous fucking interview, like a three piece interview. Yeah. Um, and if I have the slightest fraction of it's, a hunch, yeah, <laughs> you're done. You're done. No, because the, the wind blew. You're done. <laughs> this is this is different because this isn't about opportunity. And yes, it's going to people are going to get created it all by being a part of this. But if you're doing this because of the opportunity, but not because you want to be part of um, a mission of saving animals, then you got no business being a part of this team. Man, that's awesome. I love it, man. Hopefully somebody listening here, you know, get the phones ringing and join forces with you, the right people for sure. You know, that's what's up, man. Well, that's all I got, man. This was amazing getting to talk with you. I mean, we hammered, we went way over the time, <laughs> you know, but. This is, this was, this was part 1.5. Yeah, the last one. And when you get in town, it's going to be part two. And you, me, John and Daverick, we're going to we'll we'll be we'll be set. I think what we should do is probably like if you do come in like a day early, the four of us should like go out to dinner and just nice. like shoot the shit, have a good time and, and get a feel for each other. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously we don't need to pre-plan it. But then the next day when we meet together to do part two, we're all in sync, energy, frequency, mindset. Um, ready to roll and it's just gonna we'll we'll just take it to a whole different level that um people probably won't expect (laughs) yeah man no i'm super intense um if 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 i can get one or all three of you or all four of us to break a couple tears i'm gonna i plan on doing that (laughs) big man i'm all about it man i love that i love i just i don't know man there's not enough authentic stuff i mean there's there's too many people trying to, that, that are too afraid to be authentic. You know what I mean? Like, and that they just don't get to that stuff, man. So I love it. I'm all about it, man. In the mornings, I dang near cry half the time when I'm, when I'm talking to, to my, to my tribe on freaking Instagram, because I'm talking to, they get to see me work on myself. You know, they get to listen to the self-talk. They get to right. listen to me inside working on myself, you know? And so it's, it's an honor, man. I'm glad we, Pat, we uh, cross paths, brother. We're going to do something. Yeah, bro. Cause I, I, I meant what I said. Like I a hundred percent believe, um, and I, and I will be fully working on this myself. I a hundred percent believe there is something destined for you and I to be partnered up in yeah, uh, man. together. Like I have, I have zero doubts, um, yeah. especially because like, number one, you and I are the same age. <laughs> you and I are of two different colors, non-white. Yeah. Um, and I don't mean that by any racial meaning, but we're just two different colors. We yeah. come from two different pasts, two, yeah. two different backgrounds, uh, military soldier, street soldier, as, as right. uh, John said it. And I believe there is something out there for that you and I will be able to team up on and do together. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the day when I figure out what's going to be. Um, and again, because uh, you are a man of character and a man of integrity. You are a man of, uh, of code and honor. Yeah, um, that's not easy to come across and the fact that it was by a chance and a whole fucking fluke that we met yeah uh, yeah there there is more than just hey we're supposed to be shooting the shit podcasting together there's (laughs) yeah for sure um and again it's not off and we're the same age to top it off that's yeah it's not often where you meet people that 
have full congruency in their values, um, but also have this mission of power to make change. Right. And uh, I really believe that there's there's something out there for you. And you and I will definitely figure that out and, and connect. And who knows, maybe in the next podcast, when you get back in town, it might click for us. Strike, uh, like lightning will strike in the room, man. I love yeah. it. Heck yeah. yeah. That's so good thanks. Uh, I'm, I'm very appreciative and grateful that you, uh, you chose to host this with me. Uh, when you sent that out to me, I was like, dude, fuck, I'm all over it. Same word. Yeah. No, but I was like, dude, what am I doing, man? I got to holler, but yeah, I got to holler both of you guys, man. But yeah, no, for sure. We had to get up 100%. And I feel the exact same way. I'm, I mean, we're, we're a lot alike in that we're extremely extinctual, very sensitive, you know, like, so when I meet someone and I start to pick up things, it's like, and I don't have any doubts, man. So I know we're going to do some awesome things, you know, and it, it's just, it's just a matter of time and what, <laughs> you know, and it's going to be awesome. Whatever it is, it's going to change. Look, we're, we're, we're both two men of what I would like to call extreme. Yes. Uh, you know, <laughs> and we don't, and we don't appreciate anything less. Absolutely. It's unacceptable. It's for mortals. God bless them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thanks, thanks again for this. No, thank you. Thanks for your time and attention, brother. I look forward to seeing you in a few weeks out there in Vegas. Heck yeah. Yes, sir. Solid. Later. All right. Later. Boom. Bye. Boom. Yo, what up? I hope you guys really enjoyed that episode. Hey, listen, in order to get more out of the brand, I want to encourage you to go join us on our social media platforms and join us at protectornation.com. We post different types of content on our different platforms at different times. Uh, You'll get blog posts, you'll get videos, you'll get real world combat engagements and things like that. So stay plugged in in order to get the most out of the brand. In order to support us, also go to protectornation.com and buy something or join forces with me on Patreon. You'll scroll down the homepage and you'll see the link. Uh, Anything you can give counts, you know, think about whatever you would lose in your cushions or like spend on McDonald's this month, five bucks a month, whatever it is. Uh, That helps. That helps us make the world a better place by making good people dangerous. Anyways, this is Byron Rogers, protector by nature and by trade. And I'll see you on the next piece of content, whether it's a video or podcast out.